glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nicky Big J. Here we are on this Monday morning, the 27th day of April, 2020. My name, that would be Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, Big J. That's me. You look busy over the weekend, man. Yeah, productive. Got a lot of stuff done. How was the uh, the power washing of the patio? Uh, good. Good. Did it, did it go as planned? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was gonna, you know, talk a little bit about that during Man of Monday. Then I won't. Then I won't even. Then I'll drop the subject. But uh, no, I did did do a lot of work. Uh, the wife and I in the backyard. Very nice. Happy with the results? Yeah. That's all that matters, man. To be never be out there again. <laughs> Isn't that the end goal? Yeah. When you do any kind of work in the yard? Yeah, but I uh, did that, and, you know, God, the, the wife was adamant about watching um, almost every round of the NFL draft this year. Jesus. Is, <laughs> I know. Like, it's the fifth round. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Leave me alone, lady. We got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you it know. It was weird. It was weird. But she wanted to grade all of the coaches and players houses and if their cleanliness were they still showing it that late in the draft yeah they yeah were. they actually were but were they showing different coaches at that point they had to have been right uh yeah i don't know about the coaches i know the players they had the they had a bunch of uh mock-ups for them even uh, i saw uh, one for uh curtis weaver and he was taken way late mm-hmm. so uh yeah you had stuff going on even late into the draft I remember when he was projected as a second-round pick at worst. What yeah, happened? Yeah. What happened? Miami gets another gift, I guess. I guess so. We'll see. We'll see how that works out. And then, uh, you know, the wide receiver got taken in the fifth round, too, by the Eagles. So uh, a couple of Boise State players taken as well. So uh, very, very nice. We'll get into the NFL draft as we move forward on the show today. We'll also have a uh, big heavyweight matchup, as promised, on Friday. Four-cage match today as Trivium uh, looks for win number four. But... They'll have a band you guys know and like in their way. And we'll see what ends up working out on this particular Monday. Plus, Big J had already mentioned Man on Monday. And all sorts of other fun as we get started. Let's do some important stuff. It's the news. It's the news. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, it probably shouldn't surprise you that people are cooking it up uh, like, a, like a son of a gun during yeah. the pandemic. But others are using takeout services like Grubhub. And have you uh, partaken in any of that as things have gone forward? I uh, I don't... No, we have not. You yourselves have been making the runs. Yeah. Uh, Grubhub has become the most popular delivery service in America through the month of March and April. And so they have decided to put together a survey and reveal the most popular foods ordered through their delivery service. A time when Americans were social distancing the, during the pandemic, so the data was calculated in comparison with the period three weeks prior, before the global outbreak of the virus, and that's when they saw, okay, this is the food that people are ordering the most during this time. Uh, Grubhub says that breakfast dishes were most in demand. The sales of the following items increased significantly. Uh, the ch- sausage, egg, and cheese croissants up 316%. Whoa, whoa. Uh, barbecue brisket up 144%. Sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits up 136%. Chicken Caesar salads up 125%. And donuts up 112%. In the Northeast, uh, deliveries for mac and cheese increased 216%. While the Midwest orders for sausage, egg, and cheese burritos increased 250%. In the West, we want our sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits. They increased 205%. We all want breakfast, apparently. 
Maybe it's like, you know, you're getting up later, so you're like, man, I don't have time to make breakfast while I'm working or whatever. But breakfast is what we want. And so that apparently is what we're ordering from yeah. Provo. So there you have it. We are a breakfast nation, ladies and gentlemen. As Big J said, the NFL draft was this weekend. How hopefully your team did okay. My team didn't. <laughs> your team is <laughs> destined for ruin. I mean, uh, what a bunch of morons! It really, it really is a lot better when uh, when you don't take it as seriously as I used to, because uh, I can laugh about it now. And I really, once the second round happened, they took a running back. I'm like, I'm completely what are unplugging. They doing the only two positions that the Packers are okay in are quarterback and running back, and that's the first two picks of the draft. Like, holy and so crap! All you can do is laugh and go, listen, whatever, man. Uh, I mean, whatever, really. And so, uh, but a lot of people were watching. The NFL Draft uh, had a record 8.4 million viewers over three days from Thursday, uh, according to the Nielsen reports, and everybody says pretty much the same thing. They said, listen, was it the most visually stimulating thing I've ever seen? Absolutely not. But it was live and different sports programming, so we'll take it. Uh, the previous high was 6.2 million viewers last year. Uh, each day had record audiences, 50.6 million tuning in for the first round on Thursday, then 8.2 on Friday, and then about 4 million for the final four rounds. Record high ratings came as the draft was the first live sporting event in weeks after sports shutdowns last month and the pandemic ramped up in the United States, so it probably shouldn't be a surprise. So uh, odds are you watched the draft at some point this weekend. Uh, the sports fan or not, I did not. Like I said, I, well, I, number one, I don't have access to that stuff anymore. I, I tried to, to check out a little bit of the first round thinking that it might be on one of the things that I have, but it wasn't. And so I was like, you know what? Are you sure they didn't? Do you, do you have access to the app? What app? The ESPN app. Uh, you tell me that I do, but I don't know. I've never, I've never set it up, so I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I'm well, not you, using it. I have not have used a login. it ever. That's what I said. You told me I have it, but I have yet to. I haven't had the yeah, chance. That's on you. Because I used to have um, PlayStation View, and so that had ESPN and that had NFL Network and that had all my live programming. But since that went away at the end of January, and then really so did sports, I haven't really had the need. For because it. with e- the ESPN app, if you have. Um, the uh, you know a um, you know a cable subscription you can watch live right events. it's like it, just like you told me with a lot of things but I just I've never I haven't set it up because I have enough streaming that I keep you uh, don't want to watch the draft I, re- I get it I really kind of didn't after I, I know, watched a so. couple of, of, of things that were that were like zoomed in I was like I'm not really super interested in it and I, I and I, quite frankly I'm happy that I didn't because it probably would have sucked up more time in me being disappointed. And I had other things to do uh, besides that. This but weekend. some of us want that disappointment to I spoil know. over into Twitter. We live we live for that disappointment. Showtime has released the series premiere of the new drama Penny Dreadful City of Angels early for free online sampling ahead of its on-air debut. It's available now on YouTube and SHO.com for all people. Uh, Penny Dreadful is the follow-up story to uh, the original series that ran for three seasons, also on Showtime. Different cast. It follows a story of a grisly murder in 1938 L.A. and the epic story and history that it unveils. So if you wanted to get involved in the new series of Penny Dreadful, that is now available for you to check out free of charge. After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and it had a successful outing as a man this weekend, Nick. It's pretty rare, I guess. Uh, it's successful as, uh, you know, it's that time uh, getting the garden in order. 
So uh, the wife was going to be working in the backyard to uh, to get that all thing going, and uh, we figured we better you know clean up this patio because it was a dang mess uh, from the fall. Uh, you know, I, I got I hurt my neck and, and uh, with the tree hitting uh, the our uh, our awning. And uh, there, there was a big mess of leaves and stuff that just never got taken care of uh, in, in our patio and had to clean that up. And it left a pretty good mess. And we're like, hey, we should probably have a pressure washer to wash this. And uh, the in-laws is, was broken. So we decided to take uh, take to the, uh, the the Home Depot. I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, I never, ever thought in a million years that I would be Comic-Conning Home Depot. You had to stand in line. Yeah, to get in yeah. There? You had to stand in line, social distancing and all, to get into Home Depot because they only let so many people in. Uh, but we went. We, we picked up a, a pressure washer, and uh, I had to assemble it, Nick. Oh my God! Yeah, because it came in a box. So, Ugh. so step one of man up success. I assembled it. Was it correctly. a complicated assembly? No, okay, no. Well Other, but the, the interesting <laughs> thing was, part of it, uh, they they were incorrect. They had a certain part that uh, the hose was wrapped around uh, the thing you uh, used to, to wrap up the, the hose on the item. I don't know what you call it, but... Uh, it wasn't assembled correctly from their point of view. From, okay. from when it, so that was kind of confusing at first. But no, we got it together. I got it turned on, and it worked properly. Yeah. And I was able to clean up the most part. There's uh, a lot of stains on our concrete, so we got to clean that up. I thought hopefully it would, would fix blood, some right? of that. No, not blood. Uh, mostly grease drippings from the smoker. <laughs> uh, but uh, but also some smoke uh, on the uh, siding of the house, so that was able to clean up. So, hey, I managed to clean up the, the patio, and use a piece of equipment and, and it all went correctly very nice how long did it take you 17 hours my god no you know we spent most of the afternoon and, and the day you know sort of like five or six hours cleaning the grills and the smoker and all that and you were able to uh to uh, take it apart correctly and put it back in the box and return it no no what? man why would you do that well you don't get to keep it right yes Oh, you bought it? Yeah. I thought you would just rented it or no, something. No, why the hell would you do that? I don't know. I, I thought that's you could have the possibility to do it because nah. you would only use it once every three years or something. Now we're rich. Plus, your your in-laws have one, so I thought you could no, probably... No, it's broken. Well, yeah, there but... Was, that, there was no repair there. I see. Uh, so, and the wife suggested we, we take it over and give it to Papa as a birthday present. Here's a used power here's, washer. Here's a power washer that we would love to keep here. You can use it when you Here's want. Here's one that I can borrow from you whenever I need <laughs> That was her assessment. I'm like, now let's keep it. We've wanted one for years. Uh, and, you know, at, at some point, I uh, would like to, you know, just start filling up the garage with useful things. <laughs> What's in the garage now? Every, every week, you're going to find me using the pressure washer for something. You wash the cars? Don't do that. Why? Uh, well, I mean, what kind? All the cars? Yeah, all right. of them. Do go crazy then. Go crazy. Like Watch the X Men. <laughs> yes, please. Somebody. Watch that wrap right off. Somebody should. Uh, so congratulations, Big J, on your success for this week. Rare win. A rare win. Very nice. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. Some important stuff. <laughs> on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We've talked about the news stories, Big J, about how one of the things that some of the people are stockpiling at the start of the pandemic shutdown was alcohol. And surveys are now showing that, you know, what isn't uncommon is drinking that alcohol while you're working from home. Ooh, bad idea. They don't seem to be throwing back the hard stuff, however, uh, with alcohol.org saying they're choosing beer over cocktails, but... A survey. Oh, the responsible choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
A survey by Fishbowl, which is a social network for verified employees, found that about 42% of uh, 13,000 admitted people working from home say they were drinking while doing their work from home. With advertising and marketing agency employees having the highest percentage of people who say they were doing it. They broke down the results by state, too. They found 60% of workers in Rhode Island admitted to drinking on the job at home. Man. Half in Virginia, half in New Hampshire. The uh, the survey found that workers in North Carolina, Oregon, and Connecticut are doing it the least currently. So there's that. But the average, 47% of people said that, yeah, I've had a, a drink of something while I'm supposed to be working from home. What do you think about that? It's quite large. <laughs> it's a lot of people. Uh, hopefully, we'll when things idea. start to open up a little bit, and you're hoping to return to work. Hopefully, you don't have to sneak out and just grab yourself a, a, a oh, swallow of whiskey from a flask or something in order to do your. That's drive. bad news. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a step one on the way to alcoholism. But listen, we're bored and we're stuck at home. This is the way that we deal with things by drinking and hopefully forgetting. Boise State wide receiver John Hightower, Hightower, excuse me, selected Saturday by the Philadelphia Eagles with the 168th pick in the fifth round of the NFL draft. Hightower selection came just four picks after teammate Curtis Weaver, who was taken 164 by the Miami Dolphins. Of course, Friday, Boise State left tackle Ezra Cleveland went in the second round to the Minnesota Vikings. And then a couple of Boise State players signed some uh, unrestricted free agent contracts as well. David Moa, defensive lineman, he's headed to the Vikings along with Cleveland. And then offensive lineman John Molichon ended up going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So those are your Bronco updates for the NFL draft. Big J, who do you think has the biggest impact? Probably Ezra Cleveland. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe, I guess. Uh, I thought they at were least, set. At least I think he'll have the best opportunity to get in there and play before anybody else. Yeah, well, maybe Weaver in Miami because that defense needs some help, so he might have a shot too, especially if he has a good training camp. It's all about the training camp for these guys. Uh, If there is one. If there is one. (laughs) It all depends. Man. If there's a season, who the hell knows anymore? Jameis Winston is, looks like he's headed to the New Orleans Saints on a one-year deal. The former Tampa Bay quarterback is slated to talk to the Saints about being a backup to Drew Brees. Winston led the NFL last season with 5,109 yards passing. 33 touchdown passes was good for second in the league, but he had 30 interceptions. Plus and, like 12 fumbles. And that led the league. Yeah, he led the league That's in turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers. The Bucks allowed him to enter free agency after they signed Tom Brady as their quarterback. And then, of course, uh, Taysom Hill also just signed a two-year contract with the Saints, too. And so Jameis is just heading there for one year. It looks like all the details need to be worked out there yet. Parks and Rec is returning to NBC for a special April 30th benefit for Feeding America. Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, Aziz Azari, uh, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Platt, Pratt, Adam Scott, Rob Lowe, and Jim O'Hare are returning. The special will raise funds for Feeding America's COVID-19 response fund. State Farm and Subaru each matching donations of $150,000. The NBC cast and producers are also contributing. It's a one uh, kind of episode, a special one-off episode that they have put together. The script is written, and they're all going to perform remotely via Zoom and put it all together live on television for you to enjoy on April 30th. So you can donate to that cause. If you're a Parks and Rec fan, that is part of canon. It's the way it works. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. 
Big J, there are some crappy friends out there, man. Yeah, there are. And we are going to Canada to learn about a story about somebody that I think is one. Uh, and it's a story that starts all the way back in 2011, but finally got resolved yesterday. Not yesterday, I should say Friday, because of the Canadian Supreme Court picture. So that kind of tells you how long this has been going on and how serious this has been. I don't know how the Canadian High Court works, but it takes a while to get something to the Supreme Court around here. Here we are uh, nine years after the fact that uh, this first came to be, so I'm guessing it probably takes a long time. Uh, But it all revolves around a drunken bet that two friends made. Uh, you ever done something like that where you're hanging out with your buddies and you just have some fun and you say something stupid and then everybody else kind of brushes it off because they know it's stupid? Uh, but apparently... I've one- done it here during the morning after, Nick. Uh, it's true. Uh, but one person decides to take it so far. And so everybody's drinking, having a good time back in 2011. And a couple of friends, one named Michael Primo, the other... Uh, <coughs> whoa, I thought you were laughing. Uh, the other named Edmund Hooper decided after a couple of Molsons, I'm guessing... That why don't we have some uh, some high stakes rock paper scissors right? Yeah. So they start playing for like a bucka thing, and they're starting to go for a little while, and they're having some fun, and money's changing hands, and they're having a good time. And then uh, Edmund says, "Hey, let's stop with this dollar game crap. I'll bet you I don't know five hundred and seventeen thousand dollars that I'll win this next round of rock paper scissors." And his buddy Michael goes, "Yeah, all right." And then, of course, they do it, and Edmund loses. And everybody laughs and has a good time, and they go about the day. The next <laughs> day, Michael's like, hey, Edmund, where's my $517,000, you jerk? Oh, no. And Edmund's like, dude, you know I don't have that kind of money. I thought we were just kind of playing around. And, and dude didn't lose sleep over, <laughs> overnight, by the way, thinking that he lost that much money. Right. To his he was money. like, we were just having fun back in 2011. Good, good times, man. Yeah, you know, it's all good. And I forgot about it, actually. And Michael's like, no, dude. A bet's a bet. And you should pay your bets. Don't make a bet unless you want to do it. He's like, dude, I don't have... What are you talking about? It's rock, paper, scissors. And so that began a now nine-year court battle between the two former friends, Edmund and Michael, about a rock, paper, scissors $517,000 bet. And uh, what happened was back in 2014, the court ruled that it was, in fact, a honest-to-goodness bet and that Edmund had to pay the bill. And so, of course, he then appealed the decision. That all went all the way until 2017 when Chantel Chantain, the judge, uh, found a Quebec law that said in a contract or a bet, it has to depend on two actions. The, uh, the game that they bet on has to require skill or bodily exertion on part of the par- parties, and it can't be a ridiculous amount of money spent on it. Those are the two things that make a bet, I guess, quote-unquote, legal in Quebec. And so then it became a court battle about whether or not rock, paper, scissors involves any kind of skill or... Any kind of like, if is it just a game of chance? Right. And what do you say, Big J? I say it's a game of chance. Well, the judge in 2017 ruled that there could be some skill involved 
in the game, saying, quote, in certain precise circumstances, calls upon the skill of the properties, particularly in the speed of execution, the sense of observation, or putting in place a strategic sequence. So she said that it was a game of skill, but she did also say that that $517,000 is an excessive amount of money spent and not a realistic amount of money spent on one particular battle of rock, paper, scissors, so she threw the case out. That got appealed again all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court on Friday ruled that not only did they agree with you, Big J, that said, listen, there's a, it's all a chance in rock, paper, scissors, but also it should not have been realistic for somebody to expect $517,000 off of one hand from some drinking buddies at uh, somebody's backyard. Money that, the, that one friend knew the other one didn't have. So the case has been thrown out of court. Edmund Hooper does not have to owe his friend $517,000, but certainly a friendship was lost in the wake, Big J. And so the question becomes, how valuable is friendship? Do you have an answer? No. No, it's very valuable. Right. Why would you throw it away over a a rock, paper, scissors hand? And uh, I'll tell you this. I I don't want to be the friends with the kind of guy that would take me to court over something like that. Right? Like, uh, yeah, you're not the person I thought you were. What a jerk-ass, Michael. I mean, you got to know that he wasn't being serious about a $517,000 bet. I mean, if that were the case, my kid would owe me billions and billions of dollars with the amount yeah, of bets well, that he Yeah, says. I mean, that's your kid. Right. right. And you just you brush it off and you go, listen, of course you're joking around. But not everything is serious. Everybody's having some fun. So uh, don't take your friend to court over half a million dollar bet. You knew he wasn't going to pay. It was all a joke. And now I can't even imagine how much money they spend at court fees to make this happen, right? Ridiculous, yeah. Taking it all the way to the Supreme Court. I mean, my goodness. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X-Rocks. Big J, would you describe yourself as a as a toucher? Nah, sometimes. Do you have busy hands, Big J? Busy hands. Not since I got married. <laughs> well, what about with the wife? Oh, yeah, sometimes. Inappropriately in front of the kids. Oh, that's... Scarring. Yeah, That's I know. Really scarring. No, no normal. I uh, would say it. I what I would think would be normal. Okay. Um, and let me ask you this: Has that been impacted at all by the coronavirus? Um, like, do you find yourself touching your loved ones that you? I mean, obviously, no, with social less. distancing, you're supposed yeah, to be touching less. people. Less. I don't know where she's been. But even your loved ones, your wife and your kids, you're touching. Especially them my wife. <laughs> I'd rein her in and be like, hey, where are you going? <laughs> well, uh, you'd be in the minority, my friend. Uh, they surveyed about 11,000 Americans, and they asked, hey, how much are you touching your loved ones since the coronavirus has happened? And they said uh, about 38% of us have said that we've de- decreased our physical touch with their significant other. Uh, significantly or slightly, would you say it's a significant difference? Like, you're like, get away from me kind of a thing? No, 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 no. Now, uh, here's the other side of this. 42% say they've actually increased their levels of physical touch. You know, sometimes when you're locked up with that person, uh, you're quarantined with them, and they're your only contact, you need that kind of physical touch, you know? Need the physical touch <laughs> Don't make Phil Collins references on the show. Human touch can be comforting. 
Uh, that is why it's an important thing for us. So it shouldn't be a surprise that when we are emotionally or spiritually kind of looking for a connection, we reach out to those that are closest to us and try to have some sort of physical. Now, again, it doesn't have to be creepy. We're talking about just, oh, okay. you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> a simple, you know, uh, pat on the back or uh, or a hug or whatever that you have with your significant other. It means that they're, you know, emotionally there for you in this particular time, which can be difficult. Things are going to get opened up soon, so it's going to be... But still, a as it, it does, you're still encouraged and should probably keep a social distance from each other. You understand? Yeah, I understand all too well. And so, you know, even though things are going to be somewhat a little bit more open, it doesn't mean that everything is, you know, the way it was. You know, they want you to wear masks in public still. They want you to still keep six feet, uh, TFN, all sorts of stuff. I mean, they're talking about until a vaccine happens. So this is foreseeable future stuff. And so it's probably something that you're going to need to understand. And so maybe it's okay, Big J, to give that wife a pat on the back every once in a while. Let her know that you're still there for her. And you can go back to, to touching at least a little. Or a gloved shake of the hand. Okay, that's fine. If that makes you feel better, sure. Sure. Uh, because, you know, as, as, as the other parts of our lives are restricted, sometimes having that, that unrestrictedness in the home life is reassuring. You understand? Yeah. All right. Just want to make sure that your relationship is as strong as it can be. I'm here to help. Morning After with Nick and Thanks, Big man. J. Yeah, of course. Coming up in a few short minutes, your important stuff plus your pop culture smackdown. In the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, what does social distancing mean to you? It means staying six feet apart from people. Probably a good idea not to meet randos on the internet too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't be doing whatever it is that you're doing. Selling stuff. Wait, what? Well, what kind of randos are you talking about? Talking about selling stuff on like the marketplace. No, I'm talking about like online dating. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not the time for that. Right. And uh, Mashable is reporting that you know because of a lack of intimacy right now, there's a lot of things going back and forth, nudes, sexting, that kind of stuff. Right. More right. than usual, which I suppose I guess is understandable. But now. What's happening is, you know, when you fall into those thirst traps, Big J, it makes people thirsty. So thirsty. Oh, I'm so thirsty. And so that means the scumbags out there are trying real hard to get you to leave your quarantine to get it on. I'm clean, baby. I promise. <laughs> and some people are falling for it. So it seems like a really good idea for us to let you know that, hey, listen, we know it's tough. But for the time being, probably not a great idea. Maybe stay off the tinders for just a bit until this whole thing happens. Man, no kidding. If they're trying to hook up during social distancing, it's probably not a great idea. And so it's one of those deals where you have to kind of be aware of, know what's happening, realize what's going on, and try to figure things out. From you know who I feel for, Nick, that? Are the people who had a first date. Uh, at the beginning of this and the date went really well yeah and you're like oh this could be something great and then all of a sudden boom you're in lockdown and you can't go on another date and it's just that case of bad timing yeah where you're trying to keep the flame going love. on on text messaging yeah. or somehow but it just you, you can see that 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 uh, that flame 
the next thing you know, that's when the ex shows up because it's familiar and they have, you know, the social distancing not as important. What? Well, I mean, you know. Oh, you're saying you go back to your ex because you uh, the, the situation? I'm not me. I mean, in general. I just see this whole thing p- playing out for some poor fool. Either way. That's what would have happened to me 15 years ago. Major dating apps like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge have all issued messages to their users about the importance of staying home, but some users have chose to blatantly ignore the warnings, and we encourage you not to be one of those. Please. Thank you. The NFL draft is over, Big J. Your grade for your team. Uh, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a B plus. Listen, they should get an A no matter what. They walked out of that thing with Trent Williams. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't factor that in. Uh, I'll tell you what. It sure looks better than your team's draft. Yeah, my team's <laughs> F minus for the Packers. Oh, oh, but. Uh, it's all right. Uh, after years and years of this, I'm kind of used to it. Right, you should be. Yeah. And so uh, it was nice to see some Broncos go. However, uh, the first one off the board, Ezra Cleveland, he went in the second round to the Minnesota Vikings, and then uh, John Hightower came in the fifth round. So did uh, Curtis Weaver. Hightower went to the Eagles. Weaver goes to the Miami Dolphins, and then a couple of Broncos signed some undrafted free agent contracts. Uh, David Moa headed to the Vikings, and then John Malishon headed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to play with Thomas Brady, Big J. Maybe. Yeah. He can make the team. NBA teams will be allowed to reopen their training facilities and have players return to them starting on Friday, May 1st, as long as their social governments don't have, their local governments, excuse me, don't have any stay-at-home orders that would ban it, according to media reports. AP has cited a source saying that any workouts would be voluntary and limited only to individual sessions, so they're still keeping people away from team activities and that kind of stuff, but you're able to go back into the training facilities come Friday if it's okay. Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf, and Chris Pine are going to star in a brand new movie called Don't Worry Darling. It's a psychological thriller for New Line Cinema. Uh, It is directed by Olivia Wilde, Big J. She will also be uh, starring in the film, which is uh, set in an isolated community with utopian aspirations. Big J, sound familiar? Yeah. It's like the Big J compound in Middleton. No, it's I wish. You don't have have any utopian uh, aspirations? No. For the backyard or anything like that? I mean, a backyard and a, and, a, and a compound, those are different. I would love to have a compound. Oh, man. This sounds dangerous already. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. With Nick and Big J. And for Pop Culture Smackdown here, we will get you set up with some music. We'll send it to you. You can digitally download it. It can be yours for the rest of your life. And uh, I'll send you a note of encouragement as well. Oh, it'll be a positive note of encouragement. Yeah. All right, I like well, it. Well, sometimes encouragement can be negative as well. Mm. That would be discouragement, I believe. No. 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J's got the questions. Hopefully, at some point, you have the answers. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir, and good luck. Big J. This band dressed up in clown makeup enjoys dousing the crowd at their concert to the soda called Fago. <laughs> the insane clown party. Right. That is, that is correct. Nick, Flavor Flav has the clock, but Elton John's accessory of choice is what? He has a trademark accessory. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I guess it would be eyeglasses. There you go. Glasses? Correct. Right. You got it right. Amazing. Kim Jong-un may or may not be alive, according to the news, but he is the leader of what country? 
North Korea. Right. That's right. It's an interesting accent to go along with it. But uh, Nick, if you're going to visit the Alamo, what city might you be in? Uh oh, city. Yeah. Uh, how I know it's in Texas. That much I know. Woo, Texas. I'll say Austin. No, that's wrong. You don't know where the Alamo is? Never been to the Alamo. You idiot. San Antonio? Yes. Right. I had a second second guess. God. So there you go. I had more questions. You didn't have to bow out like that. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set and good to go with some music. Hang on one second. We'll make sure you're good to go and you have yourself some fun and music and encouragement from Radio's Big J. We are going to do some headlines. That's happening next on the X-Rock. Headlines are as follows, Big J. How romantic. He can't be this dumb, right? And fun. He can't be this dumb, right? Generally, when police pull up behind you, your reaction should be to pull over, right? Especially if the yeah. lights are on. But police in Elkhart County, Minnesota, said they caught 25-year-old Michael Seen going about 120 miles per hour in a 70-mile-per-hour zone. They then chased his red Mustang 25 miles and troopers threw stop sticks twice before the pursuit ended, dude. Police say that Mike told troopers he didn't stop. Why, Big J? Because he thought the officers wanted to race him, man. Yeah, that that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> He now faces several charges, including reckless driving. And, uh, I mean, technically, if they use stop sticks, did you win the race? I don't know. That seems like cheating. Yeah, right? So I guess by disqualification, you've won. Your reward is several days, maybe weeks, months in jail. And thousands of dollars out of your bank account. I hope you're happy, sir. But no, the cops never want to race you, dude. Whoever's hearing this, the cops never want to race. Unless it's at Firebird Raceway. (laughs) Correct. And it's the cops versus crooks race. If you happen to find yourself on a legitimate racetrack, you could be correct. I think any other situation goes right out the window. How romantic or fun? How romantic. A man in England says he spent the last two years building a new home for him and his partner Helen in West Yorkshire. Dave Eastwood says they had to live in their garage as the work was completed, and Helen only had access to a shower. But Helen had been fed up with her lack of a bathtub, so she reminded 63-year-old Dave numerous times that she would like something done about it. So to make her happy, Big J, he built her a makeshift jacuzzi inside the bucket of a dump truck, dude. He created bubbles using a hand drill with a plastering attachment and said that Helen says it took a couple of few days for the sun to heat up the water, but he she did actually get into the bath and enjoy a bathtub in the back of a dump truck. What a sweetheart, right? What a sweetheart. Sucks that you had to wait for the sun to warm up the water, though. Also, wouldn't that be a little dirty? I mean... Yeah, no, it'd be really gross. You need to clean that out, get in there and polish a little bit. No, no time for that. Just wanted to shut her up, I think. Wrap it up with fun. And uh, Florida lawyer Daniel Ufelder has gotten some attention because he says he plans to tour the state's reopened state beaches dressed as the Grim Reaper in an effort to encourage people to stay home or at least six feet apart during the ongoing pandemic. He recently posted on Twitter that he would be willing to travel around Florida wearing a Grim Reaper costume to beaches and other areas that the state is opening up prematurely. And so he is going to take his show on the road and hopefully... Encourage people to stay home. Big J, do you think seeing the Grim Reaper on the beach will turn any Floridians away from the beach? I, I don't think so, no. Yeah, probably not. Uh, probably not at all, but he's getting a little bit of credit for it. 
Uh, apparently, this is an idea that he saw down in New Zealand somebody was doing, so he wants to parrot it here in Florida, and we'll see how it works. Good luck. Florida is a lost cause. Sir. Florida! Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all things. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we'll set you up with some new music and a nice note for myself here if you can figure out bad impressions today. The number is 208-287-1003 if you would enjoy playing. Bad Impressions is a game that works like this. Big J will issue out three clues. Each one of those clues points to somebody that is pretty famous. If you could figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then and only then will you claim the prize that Big J has offered up to you as a form of friendship and, I guess, leadership, yes? Yeah. Leading people to the promised land of music? Damn right. And so uh, that's the number that you need to call if you'd like to play. Is today's a fictional character or a realistic person? Nope, he's real. He's real. Oh, it's a he, so you know that already. You're halfway home. And Big J, nobody cares. Former uh, guest of the morning after. Oh, really? I might have to play with you, my friend. That's okay. That'd be fun, too. All right, let's do it. Really? Yeah. All right. I really hated working with Bruce Willis in the movie Cop Out. Tracy Morgan. No. Often I'm looked at as the comic book expert. I even have a TV show called Comic Book Men. I know this one. Now let's see if somebody else will play. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? We're good, man. Here's Big J with some clues for you. I really hated working with Bruce Willis in the movie Cop Out. Uh, Tracy Morgan. Nope. <laughs> Often I'm looked at as a comic book expert. I even have a TV show called Comic Book Men. Wolverine. Nope, nope. Uh, He's a real person. I wrote and directed the independent movie Clerks, and that is where it all started. Kevin... What's his name? You can do it. You're so close. Think of the most common last name on Earth. What's that Kevin guy's name from Clerks? Yeah, give him a clue. He's helping. He's asking. Kevin James. Oh, Kevin Smith. There Wait. you go. You Kevin got it on the second time. Kevin Smith is absolutely I would, right. I would have given you a Kevin Jones if he's a Jones. <laughs> Hang on one second. Why is Kevin Smith in the news? Uh, quarantine has, uh, and I've stated before and, and talked with Jay Buchanan from uh, Rival Sons about this when we did the Instagram live, uh, that there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a few things that are going to happen here in nine months or so. A lot of babies. Amazing music and maybe some amazing movies. Uh, Kevin Smith put the final touches on uh, penning the script for Mallrats 2, Nick. Yeah, I saw that. It's called Twilight of the Mallrats. Wonderful. And here's the synopsis. 25 years after the original, Bruce or Brody Bruce will be back for an unnecessary sequel set against the uh, Mallpocalypse. Uh, Renee, William, Gwen, Brandy, T.S., Trish, Mr. Sveving, uh, LaFors, and the rebooted Jane Silent Bob are the returning rats in uh, a skew universe imagining about what happens when the sidewalk sales end. <sighs> Gonna be awful. Man, I, we talked about this off the air. I, I watched the Jane Silent Bob reboot on Amazon Prime because it's on there. And I, as somebody that has legitimately been a fan of kevin smith movies and everything he's done that was bad yeah i can't bring myself to even after watching the trailer i'm like boy this looks real there were some good scenes in it for the most part but everything and this is what i fear that the kevin smith this universe has become everything in that movie was a reference to something else that had been done but done better in previous movies 
And so, like, there was a couple of good things in it, but boy, most of it was just rough. And so, uh, while, you know, I actually enjoyed things like Tusk, and uh, I can't say I enjoyed the yoga hosers. I'll, I'll, I'll pull the yeah, plug it was, there. Yeah, it was bad. But, was uh, bad. but everything post that has been just hard to watch. Hard to watch. And I, 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 Mallrats is probably, I mean, this is controversial, but it's probably my favorite Kevin Smith Why movie. Why would that be controversial? Well, because everybody loves Clerks, and, and they, you know, they give it a lot of credit for Clerks. And listen, he, Mall I Ra- love... Mallrats is also my favorite. I so. love Clerks. I love Chasing Amy. I love, uh, you know, the even Clerks 2 I enjoyed very much, but Mallrats is my favorite. I love Dogma 2. And so it's just, uh, I feel like it's just going to be a bunch of references to other things. And everybody, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm happy he's still working, but I, I am very, very, very worried about these movies. Very worried. Well, we'll see it when it happens. Maybe. Morning After with Naked Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> It's Rob Zombie Dragula here on 100.3 The X Rocks, and that's going to wrap it up the morning after with Nick and Big J for this Monday morning, the 27th day of April 2020. Thanks for hanging out with us. Learned a lot about Big J today. Did you? Yeah. You successfully purchased, put together, constructed, and operated a pressure washer this weekend. That's pretty good. I know. I feel, no like, small a, feet. I feel like a superhero. <laughs> very impressive. Uh, you should be very impressed with yourself. We learned that you barely touch your wife now because of the coronavirus pandemic. And we also learned that, you know what? You think that uh, that Mallrats is your favorite Kevin Smith movies. There's lots no, of... I don't think I, I know. Well, we think. We think that you're telling the truth, which is good. <laughs> good. Uh, and, of course, we also need to have a winner declared for Cage Match today, Big J. Yeah, we've got a new winner, man. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, Mushroom Head. Was it close? Uh, I mean, relatively so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, lots of votes today, though. Congratulations, and thank you all for voting. Uh, way to go, Mushroom Head. They will defend their title tomorrow here on Cage Match around 9.15. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, speaking of movies, I uh, checked out Netflix's Extraction starring Chris Hemsworth uh, over the weekend, and uh, you should give it a watch. It's a lot of fun. It's tough to watch a movie like that for me at home, though. I, You know, it's too many interruptions, and, and I want a nice sound system because it's an action movie for sure. And Didn't you buy a Soul Surround sound system? No. I thought you had a surround sound system in your house. No. No? No. What do you got? You got a sound Even bar? if I did, dude, it wouldn't make a damn difference. Everybody in my house would complain about how loud it was. It wouldn't matter. Uh, the, the TV can be on volume 20, and it's too damn loud. There's so there's no point in watching a movie at my house. It is infuriating. This is clearly an underlying issue. I got it's, it. it's just the way it is, man. And so I choose to compromise and, and care about my family instead of my own needs. Understood. That's good. That's the way so it I, that's why. Work. That's what's really killing me about the, the coronavirus, is not being able to go to the damn movie. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't have been in theaters anyway. I know, I know. And that's a damn shame because this is the kind of movie that should be on the big screen. Well, you can blame Netflix for that, my friend. They're the ones spending all that cash. Morning After with Nick and Big J. But Big J approved? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's going to wrap it up for us. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. It's the x Rock.